0: Hi podcast listeners, this is Kathy with God in the Grief, episode number 24, titled Get Rid of Anxiety, because it will give you God's hymers. or in other words, it'll make you forget God. And we do not want that to happen. We need to remember who God is, especially in those difficult moments of life. We've got to remember who God is. And when we do remember God, it helps dispel some of the anxiety that comes along with grief. So I discovered that grief is kind of a mean character. It um, it'll bring along some friends with it. And one of the friends that I think comes along with grief occasionally is anxiety. And I found this out when after I lost the boys, I all of a sudden found myself with these intense moments of anxiety and I'd never experienced that before. I had never felt that before. And I'm, I was not sure what to do with it. It kind of took me by surprise. And I'm like, what is this? I don't know what this anxiety is and I don't know how to deal with it. And what do I do? And it was just something completely brand new and For an example, one of the things that happened to me was uh, when the boys were alive, we drove a lot. We live out in the country and we are at least a half an hour away from anything and mostly an hour away from anything. So we were in the car a lot and drove a lot and were in the car a lot and it was actually a special time for us. We had great conversations in the car. We learned things in the car. We listened to stories. We listened to music. It was a growing binding time for us. I loved it. I really enjoyed our time spent in the car and driving. And so when the boys died and I had to get in the car and drive I I would just be overwhelmed with this intense amount of anxiety. I don't understand it. (laughs) And I, I don't know where it came from. But except for the fact that the boys were supposed to be in that car with me and they weren't. And I had to figure out how to drive and deal with this new quietness in this car and these intense emotions that came along with getting in the car. And I still had to get to where I was going, minus the boys. And so... It was just a time that I found just gave me a lot of anxiety, and I had to learn how to work my way through that and what to do about it. And one of the things that I discovered when I was trying to work my way through these times of anxiety was I had to remember who God was. I had to put my focus on God. Because if I didn't, the the anxiety would overwhelm me and it would take away all my remembrance of God being my helper, God being my comforter, God being my strength. It would overwhelm that. And so in order to dispel the anxiety, I had to remember who God was and what God was meant to be for me. Any type of a catastrophe can cause anxiety and Anxiety can cause us to forget God. And so it's our job to pull back God into the picture so that we can dispel the anxiety so that we can learn to deal with whatever we have at hand to deal with. One of the first things that God did after a catastrophe on earth, which was the flood, was to give a sign so that we wouldn't forget who he was and what he said. The story of the rainbow is a beautiful story. You can read it in Genesis 9. The rainbow is God's sign of mercy to mankind, the animals, and earth itself. It's a pact that will not be broken. God used the rainbow to help man remember him and his covenant and his promises. God promised to never alter the earth in such a way again. He gave his promise to Noah But it wasn't just for Noah. It was for all generations following to remember what God told Noah. And it's for us today to still remember that. And he created the rainbow to come out in the sky after a storm so it would be easy to see and beautiful to behold. So that we can be reminded that the storms in life would not destroy us. That the winds may blow, we may get wet and cold, but we would make it through. God is merciful to man. And the rainbow was for those that weathered the storm to see it, to realize that God said he looks at it and he remembers his covenant with man. You can read about that in verse 16 of chapter 9 in Genesis. Those beautiful colors can only be made when certain light shines through that mist. And this is a reminder that the beauty of God can only be seen When the light of his word shines down in our hearts, it is there to remember God. Someone had come up with the different colors of the rainbow having having, um, different meanings, each color meaning something new and something different. And I'm not going to go through that, but I thought it was very fun and interesting to look at. And it didn't have any spiritual significance, but it was just fun to look at uh, colors having meaning. And so I'm going to put that down in the show notes, but I'm not going to actually read through each color and its meaning here because I want us to go on with the thought of remembering God. You know, God knew that we would have certain difficult moments in life. And he knew that, but he didn't want us to just live our life full of anxieties. You know, I kept thinking about Noah and how when he stepped out of that that ark after the 40 days was up, stepped out of there and saw the devastation and the catastrophe that flooded the entire world. How, how much anxiety could that have produced? You know, it just like starting all over and everything that he once knew was completely wiped out. It was gone. And right away, immediately, God said to Noah, look up, look, I've made something for you. I want you to remember now, I won't ever flood the earth again. And here's a promise for you. And I'm making you a covenant. Look up and look at the beautiful rainbow that I've made for you. Immediately, God gave him a promise. And you know, out of our difficult circumstances, we can always cling to those promises that God gave to us because they're sure they're, they're true. God's promises will never fail us we're forgetful people. We always have been. Humans are just forgetful. Um, Back in the Old Testament, God knew that. And he told Moses over and over again, help the people to remember, remind them to remember who I am and what I've done for them. Why don't you tell them to make a feast and remember this certain event? Or, you know, he, he had these certain things that he had the Israelites do to remember him and to remember what he did for them. And, you know, even after um, Esther delivered her people from destruction, there was a feast set to remember that they were not not annihilated. They were saved. And we need these little reminders to help us to remember who God is. And I think for me, going to church is like my little feast that I get. I go there and I feast upon God's word and I get reminded of who God is because being alone in my little house and the anxieties that would come along my way, I have this potential of forgetting what God's done. And so we need to have those reminders. We need to take ourselves to church and feast on his word and have that reminder of who God is and what he means to us. I think it's a really good thing that in America, and our calendars, that we have set certain days to remember some things that maybe we would otherwise forget. You know, we have the 4th of July so that we can remember our independence. We have the President's Day to remember our founding fathers. We have Thanksgiving to remember what God has done for our country. And so we don't want to forget these things. We have these days set down in a calendar to remember, and it's important for us to remember God. And if you find yourself being filled up with some anxiety and that's shoving out the remembrance of God, pull back in to start remembering some of those things that God has done for you. Just remember who God is. Remember how big and how mighty and how strong and how caring and how loving he is. And that'll help push out some of that anxiety so that it's not overwhelming you. Deuteronomy 7. And verse 11 says, Thou shalt therefore keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments, which I command thee this day to do them. Wherefore, it shall come to pass, if ye hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy, which he swear unto thy fathers. That covenant that he gave to, to Noah, those promises that he gave a long time ago, they're still for us this day if we... Follow through what he said if we hearken and keep and do the things that God asked us to do. Remembering what God said will give us courage. And that courage will dispel the anxiety. Down in verse 18, it says, Thou shalt not be afraid of them, but shalt remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and unto all of Egypt. Remember how he delivered you. God wants us to remember him in the good times and in the bad times, and in all times. Because he's not just a God to be remembered when things are going great and then forget all about him when our troubles overwhelm us. We need to remember him most of all in those difficult moments to remember that he's still the same. He's still that same God that was good to us in the good times. And he's still going to be the same God to us in the hard times. Deuteronomy 32 and 7 says, Remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee. God wants us to remember his word as it is written. It'll help us a lot with our anxiety. He wants his words passed on to each generation. Think about all the trouble that he went to to preserve his word so that we have it today when so many people have tried to destroy it. He knows that we can get rid of our anxiety by reading his words and trusting in them. He doesn't want us to come up with a new Bible, a new religion, a new standard, new doctrines. He just wants us to remember him and the words that he said to us. He doesn't want it to change because it was perfect the first time. And if we just rely on God and remember his words, it'll work for us. Remembering is going to be our cure for anxiety. There are some beautiful scriptures in Lamentations 3, starting in verse 21, that I want to read to you. It says, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, will I hope in him? The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. So it is good for us to remember God. It'll give us hope. It'll encourage us. It'll dispel that anxiety. It's always a good thing to put your hope in God and to remember God. Psalms 105 and 5 tells us, Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Because when we remember those things, when we recall those things, it'll help us to realize that we have a big marvelous God and that really our anxieties are small compared to what he is it would be good for us to not always dwell on what we're lacking what's our anxieties our fears our trouble our problems um to not always just dwell on that but to think of all that god has already done all that god has promised to fulfill how just to re, to think about god not in what we're lacking but in what he has already done that'll help us and that'll help with our thought processes and making god big just diminishes our problems so as we each go along in our grief journey we're going to all be different and we're going to all find different levels of what triggers our anxieties because we're all in different circumstances and you know there's no there's no right or wrong way specifically how to deal with these things but we if we can recognize who god is in it it'll just help us along in the way and i had been asked going back to the beginning of the podcast where i talked about you know we decided to change change our vehicle and that helped allay some of the anxieties that i was feeling but i'd been asked the question do you ever think of moving or just starting somewhere new that that's a valid question and i know that some people feel like I just need to start completely over in a completely new place. And, you know, that, that helps for some people. Start over new. Um, there's no right or wrong to how people are going to face their grief. But I do have a little bit of advice that I'm going to give you in a minute that was given to us when we lost the boys. But I want to answer that question first. So did I ever think of moving or starting somewhere new? And I wrote down this in my journal, and I always end up with something in my journal. So here it is. The answer is, I have thought about it. I mean, it did cross my mind. Maybe I should leave. There's just way too many memories here. I have thought about it, but the answer is no. And yes, I did face grief. It was always just around the corner. It was in the trees. It was in the walk down the road. It's in every room of my house. It's in the meals. It's in the snack bin. But I love our place, and I learned to just look grief in the eyes and smile like I do on an old familiar friend. So it came to that point where I loved our place, and I was willing to settle with getting used to facing grief as I ran across it here and there across my path, being that there was reminders of my boys everywhere I looked. And sometimes it would hit me harder than at other times, but I had learned to just deal with it. And like I like I kind of wrote about, not that you ever become great friends with grief, but that I learned to be okay with it as I as I met it around the corners here and there. And as I had these reminders because I loved my home. And so I learned to deal with that. Other people will will say, no, I need to get rid of. I need to get rid of this or I need to move just like I did my car. The, my car, I felt like was too, too much of a reminder. It was too intense, apparently, because I was filled with anxiety every time I got in it. So we decided, okay, we will, we'll change the car over when the lease is up. And we didn't do it in a hurry. I think we actually drove that car for a whole year. And then when the lease was up, we got a new car and it seemed to be a like a sense of relief to me. Like, okay, I have new memories to build in this. I don't have the same old memories, and I think it'll be a sense easier because I'm always in the car driving somewhere. But I did want to pass on this little bit of advice, and it's so simple, but I think it's pretty powerful in a time of grief, and I don't even remember who told us this because when you're full of grief, you don't always remember things, but that's why it's important to remember God, because we don't always remember things. But anyways, um, someone came up to us and told us, don't make any decisions in a hurry. And I thought that was really, really good advice. And I would pass that on to anyone that's experiencing a loss or grief. Just don't do anything right now. Just let things settle, get comfortable, and then make major decisions because when you're just like trying to make a decision with your heart full of grief there might be some you know moments where you look back and go oh man I wish I wouldn't have done that I did that in such a hurry you don't want that to come across your path as well and so when you're in that grief mode don't make any decision you don't have to right away i mean there's some things maybe you do have to right away if 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 life demands that of you but if it doesn't then take your time just sit on it for a while and think about it for a while. and I certainly did that with the boys. you know we, we still live in the same house and and so I just took my time with getting rid of their stuff. I'll get rid of these things and maybe I'll keep this and I didn't do anything in a hurry. like I just didn't wipe out the rooms and empty them and change them into something else. I did it, you know, I just let myself do things slowly. and I think that was just super good advice. I wish I could remember who gave that to us. But anyways, I'm going to pass that little tidbit on because I think it's really important for people to realize they don't have to make any major decisions right away. Just let things settle down in their life and then you can make a decision. And so I'm going to end this episode with two quotes that I wrote down in my journal. This first one is by Xander V. Rains, and he said, rely on the Lord for only he can turn a mess into a message, a test into a testimony a trial into a triumph, and what's broken into something beautiful. And that's exactly why we want to remember God, because he can turn the situation around and he can make it something beautiful. And the last quote that I have for you says, Always pray to have eyes that see the best, a heart that forgives the worst, a mind that forgets the bad, and a soul that never loses faith how are we going to never lose faith we are going to remember god all right that's it for this episode and remember that you can always reach out to me at god in the grief at gmail.com